know what that sound means. It's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Season Podcast, where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises, like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So strap in, guys. It's another exciting episode about to start right now. What is up, Podcast Land? We are back after this weird hiatus that we've been on. We're back, baby. Jam and Joe and RG3, after that strange hiatus we had, we literally just got back to doing pod. This is our first pod. Back, RG3 is literally right next to me right now. RG3, you saved the day. The pod is back. <laughs> hey, it's the least I could do. It's it, it's great to be back. This is only going to be a very brief pod. We just kind of wanted to say hey for a second, let you guys know that we're back. But before we get into the brief sports conversation that we're going to do on this pod it's time to get a word from our sponsor and fan for all seasons is brought to you in part by georgia smoke barbecue authentic original smoked barbecue catering you can learn more georgiasmoke.com man that feels great to say that it <laughs> really does minute, huh? it really does so big stuff going down this weekend georgia the third ranked dog went out and put on a defensive clinic against the supposed number one ranked tennessee ball georgia's defense really came to play kirby smart had those guys ready locked and loaded i was incredibly impressed you know rg3 georgia sacked hendon hooker six times on saturday six times Sick. wow and georgia had the fewest amount of sacks in the sec in the entire conference and everybody's like oh when is georgia gonna hit the quarterback when is georgia hit the quarterback they did saturday they're just saving it up yeah <laughs> so i so with what we saw from georgia's defense in particular number 10 pop dumas johnson that guy at inside linebacker is just a bad man for georgia he is without a doubt slid into that nicobe dean quarterback of the defense in charge type guy <clears throat> I've been really impressed with number 10, Mr. Johnson. And then you flip it over to the offensive side of the ball. And I thought Georgia did a really good job setting the tempo early, getting getting the running game involved. McIntosh, Edwards, Robinson all ran extremely well. I was really proud of Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett played really well on Saturday. That was a very nice run he had on the first touchdown for Georgia. Kind of get things rolling offensively. And then we saw Bennett go to the air a couple times on the wide McCock touchdown and the Marcus Rosemead Jack Saint touchdown in the second quarter. That Jack Saint catch, I don't I don't know if you remember that catch from him in the back of the end zone, but that was like an NFL type throw. And oh, it NFL absolutely was. Catch. It was holy two toe touch and everything. It, it both feet in. That's a catch, RG3. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, Georgia suffocated Tennessee. There was all that pomp and circumstance about the vaunted Tennessee offense and that anonymous ESPN article where the guy was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped 50. Kirby Smart used that as motivation. He's a master motivator in Georgia. In a street fight, in the rain, RG3 found a way to crush the orange, beat the ball. For the sixth straight time, Georgia has won six straight against our friends in Tennessee. So that's what it's looking like for Georgia. The dogs travel to Stark to Starkville next Saturday to play the Bizarro Bulldogs, as I affectionately call them, or the Mississippi State Bulldogs is what they're properly referred to as. <laughs> I just have different nicknames for everything. So, RG3, you had a unique experience on Saturday with the Georgia-Tennessee game. Talk yeah, to us about it. Yeah, so uh, I was hanging out at the Graduate Hotel in Athens. A very prominent hotel. Yeah, and they actually had like this big block party type deal 
All right, so they they had a big block party with they they opened up with Megan Maroney, which is a local artist, country singer, and then afterwards they had Big Boy from Out. Very cool. Oh yeah, that is awesome. And so and you uh, got to meet his DJ, right? Yeah, what, yeah. What was so that? I, I I was helping helping the graduate out with the event, helping set up, and because you have a background in that type of setup. Yeah, yeah, a little little AV experience with TSAV in the past, and. You also, like I just said earlier on the show, you resurrected the pod. You are, without a doubt, the brains behind every type of AV or tech situation. <laughs> Call this guy because he'll take care of you. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Got to hear some good music and um, they had pretty good turnout. And um, it, it was pretty cool because they had a, like Terrapin out there. They had a barbecue truck out there. They had like a veggie truck out there. Did they there. have Classic City Lager? Um, no, they did not. Because Terrapin was a sponsor, not oh, Creature Comforts. Okay. So they had like the 7 a.m. logger and okay. the, uh, the red and black. Ooh, uh, that's nice. a pretty popular one. Nice. And then uh, the chef there made some ribs and wings. So... And they had like. So the whole theme of this block party was it's called like Rivals Block Party or something like that. Okay. And so everything was like a competition this or that. Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah. There was a Georgia cocktail with vodka and a Tennessee cocktail with tequila you know Ooh. there's this orange i wouldn't have drunk the tennessee was, one uh like a clear green color but i don't, I don't um, do tequila and then it was like ribs versus wings and i guess that's i don't know if the artists were a part of that or not Ooh, but ribs against wings what do you think oh my gosh i never ended up trying the ribs um but those wings were phenomenal they had like so actually the wings had their own little competition they had like this nashville style hot wings okay and then they had um, a southern honey wing, which was delicious. Cool. Well, speaking of wings, I don't know if you were aware, Fox Brothers Barbecue shut down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, They're really? no longer going to be serving that at Falcon Yard. Wow. That is I wonder amazing. if Georgia Smoke Barbecue is going to get up in there. I, that, that that would be cool. Oh, yeah. Have them take care of the Falcons. That would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have to talk to our guy, John Lenz, about that. that oh, would, yeah. That'd be fun. Um, so anyway, going over to the Falcons really quick. Man, that was such a heartbreaking game. They had so many chances. So many chances to win. Mariota overthrows Pitts on a walk-in touchdown. Then late in the game, that really right there hurt. And then you also had earlier in the game, there's that quick pass to Drake London, catches the ball, gets it stripped by Khalil Mack. And I'm just thinking, only the Falcons can this happen to. And then the play to end the game was was Austin Eckler, the Charger running back, tried to score. It was ruled a fumble. The Falcon defensive lineman, Taquan Graham out of Texas, picked it up, ran with it. He fumbles it. The Chargers get the ball back. They're in business. Herbert drives them right down the field. They win the game. The Chargers beat the Falcons 20-17. to Luckily, this wasn't a division game, but, I mean, it still hurt. I mean, the Falcons just find new way to stab us in the gut as Falcon fans. And it's like, it's like I said on Twitter. Every time I want to believe in them, they find a new way to twist my little heart and smash it <laughs> with a battering ram or a lightsaber or something. <laughs> They're, they're, they've become really good at that. Uh, really good at that. It's, it's, something's got to change. I, I don't even know. But, but then I think about it like this, dude. So think about it. So they're still paying Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. They're still paying those guys. Mm-hmm. That's $80 million in dead cap. And they're, and they're, they are where they are. I mean, the NFC South is not a great division, but they are where they are. And Arthur Smith and Dean Pease and the rest of the coaches are squeezing. 
squeezing every little bit out of this roster as a Falcon fan, that that makes me happy. I like knowing that they're going to put a competitive product on the field. I just hate the fact that they just find new ways to stab us in the gut. Falcons do travel to Carolina on Thursday. Hopefully, um, hopefully I can get another pot out later this week. Dig into more of the Carolina game. That's coming up Thursday night football. I like the Thursday night game for the Falcons in this spot. It's a quick chance for them to get back on the field, get back to playing again. What are your thoughts on the Thursday night game? Do you like the Thursday night game? It's... I feel like the Panthers are going to be a good opponent for the Thursday night game because, I mean, of course, you have less time to prepare for the we game. Ju- but and you we get just more play time. Them. Yeah, and you get, but you get more time after the fact. For it's like a mini bye week. It's like Sunday yeah. we can chill and, you know, watch a movie. We don't have to watch the <laughs> NFL. And everybody's like, ooh, Cowboys and Packers must see TV. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Yeah. I, I got a life. I don't want to watch Aaron Rodgers. I got a life. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's what it looks like for the Falcons. Thursday night, at Carolina division game. I feel good about it. I hope the Falcons can learn from this Charger game. They can really show more commitment to the running game, which they did. Cordero Patterson came back and didn't skip a beat. Two rushing touchdowns. Cordero Patterson, I know he went to Tennessee. Cordero Patterson is a bad man. He is really, really good. If you're a fantasy football owner, I know you used to play fantasy football. So if you were still doing your fantasy football team, I would tell you, get you some Cordell Patterson. Do you miss not playing fantasy football? I've been so busy, I have had, haven't even noticed. Like, this season has blown by. I feel like football season... I don't know season- if that's because I haven't been playing. Or, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Haven't been playing, haven't been watching as much because I hadn't been playing. And I'm sure that's got something to do with it. I'm yeah. sure that's got something to do with it. Georgia's rolling. The Falcons are what they are. Carolina on Thursday, it's going to be tough. Every every game in the division is tough. So it'll be interesting to see what we find out Thursday night. The Hawks, I'm going to talk about them for two seconds. They got a nice win against the New Orleans Pelicans. Last night, winning 124-121 in overtime. And the Hawks continue to roll. Monday, 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 Monday. Tomorrow, the Hawks play at home. It's the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. One of the best players in basketball. And the Bucks have one of the best records in basketball. I think they're still undefeated. The last I checked. So yeah, so the Milwaukee Bucks are 9-0. They're a really, really deep team, really good team. Led by Antetokounmpo. And so the Hawks are going to have their hands full. It's at home in Atlanta. So I think there's going to be a good crowd at State Farm Arena on a Monday night. Also going to basketball for a second. Our beloved Georgia Bulldogs open up the 2022-23 season under new head coach Mike White against the Western Carolina Catamount. So it will be a basketball doubleheader at the Colleen How do you residence. feel about the, the basketball team? this year the basketball team i gotta feel about mike white oh i'm big mike white guy big mike white guy here here's why he's been in the sec before he knows the league he played in the sec he understands life in the league mike white is a competitive guy he made florida into a really solid program and he comes in here with little to no expectation he's hit the transfer portal really hard excuse me he's done a really good job of got matthew alexander moncrief they're not guard the 6-8 forward i should say is a really talented player i saw him a little bit in the georgia college and state game he's a really nice piece harry oquindo is back the highlight dunker georgia had on its team a year ago but mike white's done a good job of rebuilding the team through the 
transfer portal and keeping the five guys that were on the team a year ago that decided to stay. So I'm very bullish on the dogs. As usual, I mean, it's me. I'm a big Georgia homer. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that. I think Georgia can win seven or eight games in the SEC. I, for those people out there that think Georgia is a 12th or 13th best team in the conference, I strongly disagree with you. There are teams that are way worse. I think Georgia's going to be anywhere from 8 to 10 in the SEC hmm. that season. Sky high about your Auburn basketball team. I know football's been rough, but you feel good about hoops? Yeah, I do. Pearl's doing a great job. You still like Bruce? You guys are happy together? <laughs> of course I am. He, he gets us to the to the championship. So college basketball tips off Monday. Mm-hmm. Very excited about it, man. This is fun. RG3, like I said, I just wanted to keep this pod short, keep it brief, talk a little bit. Mostly thank you for bringing the pod back. I know I don't sound like my normal like energetic self, kind of fighting through allergies or a little cold or something. I don't know what I'm dealing with. I'm playing hurt, but I'm doing it for you guys the listener who listens to this podcast you get a break you got a little bit of a break hiatus for me but now that we're back we're coming out firing so be ready enjoy the pods that'll be upcoming here as we talk more sports with you hopefully here later on this week and into the next few weeks when we start bringing on guests and everything RG3, before we get on out of here, I think it's time to get one last word from our sponsor. All right. Well, Fan for All Seasons is brought to you in part by Georgia Smoke Barbecue, authentic, original barbecue catering. You can learn more at georgiasmoke.com. So, so guys, I want to tell you about fanforallseasons.com. It's our website. You can check it out. We've got our merchandise. It's getting colder, we think. So get ready to rock your hoodies, your sweatshirts. All that stuff. Go to our merchandise store. Go to fanfrostseasons.com. Go to shop merch. You can also check out how the podcast came to be. There's a sweet write-up about how it came to be. There's a cool picture of me and RG3 hanging out with our friends, Chip Carey and Joe Simpson of the Atlanta Braves. So check out that photo as well. You can also go on our social media. You can find us on Twitter, at Seasons, Or you can also find us on our Facebook page, Fanfrost Seasons, where this episode will be dropping later tonight or early tomorrow morning. So check it out. So for RG3, the pod resurrector himself, this is Jamin Joe. This has been another exciting installment of the Fan Frost Seasons podcast. And we'll talk to you guys later on this week. See ya. Go dog.